Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Jarrett. And this is Culture, culture Catch-Up. Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Catch-Up Culture. And leave us a review and I will send you some surprise fun mail. For today's Culture Catch-Up, I will be catching Jarrett up on Titanic. Woo-woo. <sighs> Another big epic. A big epic. Epic in that it's literally physically large because it's three hours and 14 minutes long. Yeah. I think I maybe have only watched like one other movie that was longer than that. And it was... What movie? Gettysburg. It was a Civil War movie made back in like... How long is it? Early 90s. Four hours. That's one and a half... It's long. It's it's two and a half hours too long. <laughs> it's it's way too long. It, and it might even be closer to maybe like no. Nah, it was definitely around four hours. But yeah, I don't. It was, I just it was don't want to watch movies this long. And I'm worried about the length of Titanic. Honestly, really. Yeah, it's too long. But let's get into it. Came out in '97. Directed by James Cameron. Stars Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. Kate Winslet, of course, and Billy Zane. Um, that's according to IMDb, anyway. But I would. Also say that I would add Bill Paxton and Kathy Bates in there. The IMDb description, which is unnecessary because we all know what this movie is about. It's literally called Titanic. Is But I don't know about it yet. <laughs> How, what, what happens in this movie? I've never seen it. A 17-year-old aristocrat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious, ill-fated RMS Titanic. You know, I didn't actually realize she was supposed to be 17 in I this. I didn't either. That makes it feel a little more bonkers that she's already like promised to a man and ugh, ugh, it makes mm-hmm. it feel a little creepier than yep. i realized a little cringy now this movie has like a quabillion facts about it little tidbits that are pretty interesting yeah we were doing our research so, for this and it was literally just like page after i had page to stop reading finally <laughs> we like this is gonna be all just facts we're never but if you're curious <laughs> go to its imdb page because there is a shit ton of information about it but i will tell you when it came out it was the most expensive film made at 200 million dollars like what do movies cost now I don't know. I feel like now you hear 200 million tossed out for a movie and you're like, oh, yeah, sure. that doesn't seem like that. That's why I was asking. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but this is what, 97? So yeah, yeah, at the time, 200 million for a movie. Okay, sure. It uh, was nominated for 14 Oscars and then won 11. That's impressive. Yeah. So it swept, obviously, at the Oscars and then it also swept at the Golden Globes. No acting awards, but you know, it won like picture, director, editing, sound editing, blah, 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 blah. All the things. Yeah. It was also surprising though that it, it wins all those those bigger ones like picture director and all that stuff. And it doesn't acting. win acting. Yeah, it was also the first movie to reach a billion dollars at the box office, which is pretty cool, and the highest grossing movie of all time until Avatar came along in 2010, which is pretty funny to me because uh, we are an like anti-Avatar household. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's very polarizing, and a lot of people really love it, but neither of us like it at all. Yeah, I was not a fan of that one. And that's James Cameron too, right? You mm-hmm. said? Interesting. So that guy just only does And huge. crazy though that he tops his own movie. Yeah, that's funny. It's pretty cool. There were a lot of real people that were actually on Titanic portrayed in this. Uh, you have Kathy Bates as the unsinkable Molly Brown. Victor Garber is the builder of the ship. Bernard Hill is portraying the captain. And obviously, uh, you know... They they probably need to portray the captain because it's about a ship that goes down. But, mm-hmm. you know, they gave the character the true name and everything. And then there were a lot of other crew members and first class passengers that were like quasi portrayed. Um, way too many to mention. I did also read that when Kate Winslet found out she was going to have a nude scene in front of Leonardo DiCaprio. There's a nude scene? She just decided. 
decided oh sorry spoiler alert <laughs> like that wasn't the only thing you knew about I it know. <laughs> she decided to kind of just break the ice and the first time they met she flashed him which i think is funny that's pretty kind funny. of a ballsy move yeah you know that i'm king of the world line mm-hmm. that i know you know i know it's not yeah, a spoiler it's been re- redone a, a billion times that was actually ad-libbed really yeah isn't that nuts that's pretty cool that's like a huge very well-known thing uh okay i only have one more fast fact i swear that was already way too many little tidbits but James Cameron has spent more time. Actually, I guess. Do you know that there are real shots of the Titanic in the film as well? I don't know if I know that, but I know that he does a lot. Okay, yeah. So you, we see real shots of the Titanic, Titanic under, you know, in the ocean currently now in present day. Oh, cool. Or ninety seven present day. Uh, we do see real shots of it that he went down and got. So he, in doing that and in other dives to kind of just, you know, see the Titanic, he has actually spent more time on the Titanic than the passengers did. That's crazy. Without, or before it sank. That's pretty crazy. He dove down to it 12 times. Wow, 12. Yeah, right? That's a lot of times. And apparently it was this very big uh, emotional thing for him, which I totally get. Now, Jarrett, why haven't you seen Titanic? And tell me what you know about it. Well, I think this one... When it came out in 97, so I was seven years old, I just think at the time it was a little over too old for what I, for, for me at the time. Not in my house. But, uh, <laughs> so we didn't really watch it. So we didn't watch it. I know my mom and dad, I remember my mom and dad watching it at my grandparents' house once and we were over there with them when they watched it, but we were in the back room watching other things. I just remember, I do remember the coming out at one point and it was the, I guess, party scene in the under. Oh yeah. When the lower decks. Rose goes down to. Lower class, yeah. Yeah, so I saw like that dancing scene and stuff like that. Everybody's drunk and whatnot. I knew it was a bit like, and I and then later, obviously, I learned about the the nude scene and and pick me like one of your French girls and <laughs> all that stuff and and so then I was like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense than why we didn't watch it at the time too. And so, but then after that, it was just the thing of it's three hours and fourteen minutes long. Like, oh, that's why you haven't watched it. Same now, thing with like what, what I said about Pearl Harbor. It's just hard to find that time. You know, it's not especially if it's not. Like I say that, but then I still went to go see Avengers Endgame and all that, which is a three-hour movie. But still, <laughs> that's that a three-hour movie too. Yeah, oh. it was a it was a theatrical event that I'd had all this build up to with the other Marvel yeah. movies. So that of course I'm going to go. Oh go yeah, that's watch way that. different than just turning Titanic on. Exactly. Home. So yeah. that's hard for me to find a three-hour window where I I just want to sit and watch a movie is is a little bit more difficult. But so uh, that would be why I haven't watched it at this point. But I, it's been one too that I've always kicked myself that I hadn't watched right and because it is such a highly regarded film won so many Academy Awards and it's the movie that everybody's like you haven't seen Titanic I know we just <laughs> did that with Top Gun but like here's another one everybody you haven't seen Titanic yeah no I haven't seen Titanic so don't worry we're uh, about to remedy that you know so it's it's one of those things it's another one that I feel like I need to correct this history I need to actually watch the movie because I really want to watch it um just, but and I know also too the James Horner soundtrack is really good for this one as well. You would. Uh, I obviously know. Well, I, I, I can't even think of what the soundtrack sounds like. That's so specific. Just like that. Boom. Where, that is. where is that in the movie? It's the main Titanic, Titanic theme. No, it it's not the main Titanic. Times. The main Titanic theme is Celine Dion singing. Well, I know that. That's like the <laughs> yes, but like the orchestral score main theme is what I just performed for okay. you. Okay, it was perfectly. beautiful. Thank you. Uh, so that yeah, was more memorable really... to me than the soundtrack in the movie. <laughs> I do always remember though. I listened to this. I listened to the soundtrack, and I'd heard parts of it before from like either clips of movies, montages, and stuff like that, like at award shows, and I just heard bits of it here and there. Okay, and then. 
I remembered hearing it. I was like, oh man, that's so cool because like it, it sounds like it's got this choir and like all the strings and everything are so well done in it. And then I listened to the actual soundtrack itself and the choir, the vocal notes I can tell are digitally produced like on a keyboard and it's not actually like oh, a choir. And I felt like a little let down from James Horner, not going to lie. But <laughs> I was just like, what? This isn't an actual choir? Womp, womp. But still, uh, I still really enjoy that soundtrack because James Horner did incredible work. And you do know the Celine Dion song, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you give us a little snippet of that? Oh, man. I could try. Uh, it's very high. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to. But what do you remember about it then? Because that's pretty much all I I knew I know about it before going in is is that little bit. But what so what? And then obviously, duh, that it's about the Titanic sings. But right. what what do you remember about it? And what why do you want me to watch it? I, I actually do remember it really well. I don't know if I have seen it a ton or if it just stuck with me. I don't know. Um, so I, I remember most of the movie. I remember it super super well. But I never really liked it. I I feel like it's kind of lame and maybe overhyped. See, which I I didn't necessarily want to call <laughs> you out on wrong. this, but like that's another reason why I haven't watched it because like every oh time for I've sure been like, yeah. Well, I kind of want to watch Titanic. You're like, no, it's done. We're not watching the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that it's like not only is it a three hour fourteen minute runtime, it's dumb. <laughs> so I was yeah, something like, oh I've okay, maybe excited. it's just been overhyped in my mind. And and you can call me out know. on it. It's true, everyone. Jarrett hasn't seen Titanic because I haven't allowed him to see Titanic. <laughs> Can we please? No. There's only, there's only so, so much time you can watch a movie in secret. Oh, and you know what? The other big thing I remember is that uh, we talked about this with Pearl Harbor. It's another one that's on two Love devices. It. Love it to see it. It takes two whole VHS tapes to watch Titanic, which I'm going to go ahead and argue is one too many. That means it's too long of a movie. Now, see, that's exciting to me. I love it. I love seeing it. Well, I suppose we should remedy this. Let's go watch Titanic. Let's do it. Now, everyone, we know that this is the part of the show where normally you get to hear our little jingle again while we go actually watch the movie, which normally we do. We do usually record our pre-thoughts and then watch it and then our afterthoughts. But this time it's a lie. We've actually already watched Titanic. (laughs) We watched it pretty early on in quarantine when um, everything felt pretty hopeless and we really did need a lot of entertainment and watching a three-hour film was nothing. Yeah. So we have, we watched it a couple months ago, (laughs) but we rehashed and we made sure that we remembered it well so that we could record our post thoughts. So So sorry to break format for you guys a little bit. Not to trick you or anything, but sorry. So feels good to get that iceberg off my (laughs) chest. (laughs) Oh my God. That wasn't planned. So cheesy and adorable. Too soon. And I loved it. Too soon. Well, even though we watched it months ago, what'd you think? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Like, it was such a good movie. Like, you know, we, we came out of Pearl Harbor and we were kind of like, oh, man, that that oh, wasn't great. great. And I think even in our, we, if you're uh, committed listeners, I guess, well, maybe <laughs> if you're really paying attention, that, if you, that in our Pearl Harbor episode, we make references to, to Titanic and that we already watched it. Yeah. So um, this is all this, this one's a little out of order. But still, I again, like it was it was so good. It was kind of like it was a much better movie than I was expecting it to be because I guess it had been somewhat like the played up then played down. So I didn't really know where, to, where it was going to fall. And so getting to watch it finally, I, I will, I will say it was very good. I 1 million percent agree, which is the which most surprising thing in the world. More that <laughs> well, you, you know, that we also your opinion on it too, because of the three hours, we thought we were going to watch half of it one night and then watch the other half another night. And we couldn't stop. Which we I was totally it. fine with doing. I normally hate taking a break in the middle of a movie. I love a break but, in the middle of a movie. So, and so, but this one, I was like, I get it. It's three hours long. We can take a break an hour and a half. We in. didn't stop. We guys. didn't stop. It was so good. So good. It, this, Had me every this entirely, damn minute. 
changed my opinion on it. I can't believe how good it was. I just remember it being like pretty cheesy and over the top and silly, and it wasn't at all. It was no. so good. Like I, I didn't mean, think anything. Was, I didn't really think. I mean, yes, like I, I guess you can say like, still the a, romance a is movie. overly yeah. like romance and ooh gushy and stuff <laughs> like that, you know. But but still, like it, especially I was, now that I realize we're talking about a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> but uh, but still, it's like the whole thing was expertly the pre-story before the it's basically you can put these two movies Pearl Harbor and Titanic side by side and you can look at them they're both around disasters they're both three hours but they're both on the water they're both on the water and about boats <laughs> there we go so there's they a lot of similarities here. so literally we're gonna throw these down yeah Josh Hartnett Leonardo DiCaprio wait isn't uh Kate Winslet British yes British babes British babes wait is Kate Beckinsale British or she something is. else yeah she British is. there we go Just heartthrobs and British, British babes, babes. But uh, so you have these two movies, literally like the same in theory or in concept Similar. of what they are. And Pearl Harbor, you it was a slog fest getting through <laughs> that first two hours before you finally get to per- the Pearl Harbor parts. <laughs> this one, even with all the buildup and the, the it's just the difference between these two films. Titanic, the pre disaster parts of the movie were incredibly well done. It builds the characters of Leo. It builds the characters of Kate of Kate Winslet. And then Oh, did even, you almost say Beckinsale? No. Oh. I just I just stumbled over this <laughs> a little but uh it, so it builds their characters. It shows their two different worlds, their two different backgrounds, how they both get onto the boat. It shows their relationship budding, why they connect with each other so well. And then because they're both running from different things. Jack running from his life of a you know, being to, poor. of being poor and getting to experience this wonderful thing because he, he wins his tickets in a card game. Yeah. Right before the, the sh- like literally as the Titanic is about to leave. And she's from a wealthy family about to be wa- married off to a wealthy dude, Billy Zane. Who sucks. Sucks big time. <laughs> and, you know, they're both wanting to escape their worlds and they come, and that is what brings it together on this boat that unknowingly is doomed for disaster. And so that is just so much more engaging and so much more and done just and written so much better than what Pearl Harbor presented. And then you get to the actual disaster. And again, both disasters were portrayed very well in both movies. But I think Titanic had a better weight to it because it is just so, you know, you're connected to everybody so much better. better. Yeah. yeah. And you have the added layer of, you know, the Bill Paxton character in present day who is interested in the Titanic. And, you know, you you are seeing Kate Winslet's character as an older woman mm-hmm. coming back to visit. And so there's just kind of like a it's like a little bonus story, I guess. Right. Something to kind of like push the narrative along and be and give you context and bases it in reality a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because I mean, I think it is, you know, you see the you see the jokes and stuff online of people being like, wait, Titanic was a real movie like that actually happened. But it's like, you know, it's nowadays, not right not back then. But right. Still, it's like it does, I think, have to, you know, it provides that context. And so I think it's it's a really good part to have into it, too. What's that production company called that always rips off Pixar? You know, like Nemo came out and then they came out with a fish movie. Oh, Shark a Bugs Tale. Life came, yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, of that DreamWorks? stuff. DreamWorks is Pearl Harbor in this situation. <laughs> and Pixar is Titanic. An excellent analogy. Titanic. Well, when did when did Pearl Harbor come out? Did we decide? 2001. It, okay, so it's after Titanic. Yeah. yeah. So Titanic kind of set the scene for Pearl Harbor to exist, and they just didn't do it as well. Much right. like DreamWorks doesn't ever do justice to Pixar ripoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good little... That was uh, a good analogy. I like that. I was, I, that's a really good one. Also, but, not in the notes. Just came up with it. Yeah. You know, inspiration hits, and you can't ignore it. But... Let's talk a little bit about the cast. Let's do it. I <laughs> did not remember 
and of course I didn't because I was a kid when this came out, but I can't believe how much they looked like kids. Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet look like kids. Yeah. And they are. She was only 22 when it came out and he was only 23. Wow. It just is. It just blows my mind to grow up and realize that people are so much younger. Right. Like <laughs> I just assumed like everybody's 40. To, yeah. We were just talking about what were we were just talking Full about. House. We were watching Full House last night. Yeah. And <laughs> guys, Uncle Jesse's only 24 when that show started. And like, didn't you think he was them, 45? Danny and Joey, all of them are like around way younger they're like than mid twenties. I remember as a kid watching it and being like, these are 40 year olds. Everyone in the show is 40. And then you just go back and look at it and you're like, oh my God, why? Everybody's, no, they're like my age now. Oh my God, that's weird. Why older. are they on TV? It's so strange. Yeah. So it's a crazy time. But yeah, they're, they were really good together. I know I've seen yeah. a lot of Leo, Leo's current work. And I actually haven't seen Kate Winslet in that many things. Oh, we should watch The Holiday. It's totally different. Yeah. And I know it's not like the be best acting, one. but it's so cute. That would be fun. And, but, I hadn't seen a lot of his older stuff. Like I haven't seen like what's eating Gilbert grape and some other oh. things like that. But what about, I still uh, think, like, but he's good. Like his, his, and all his current stuff that I've seen him in is good. But you know, you're always like, there's that growing part where you're like, you know, right. they find their own, they come into their own. No, he's just always been good. So yeah. it's, it's just, it was really good. They to are see. great together. And you know, they have real, um, they have a real connection that is easy to see mm-hmm. and they're really close in their real life. It seems, you know, yeah, so, they're, they're so like you read, they're now, really good right? friends. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can, I get it. You're in this big three-hour movie that becomes a, you know, worldwide phenomenon, and of course, you like, I feel like you're kind of tied to each other right. at that point. But Billy Zane, <laughs> you don't see him in much. He looks totally different now than he did back then. I, I remember seeing him years after this and something else. I didn't actually see him in it. I just remember seeing him being promoted as in something or something. I don't know. Yeah. But he had shaved his head and was bald now, and he just looks like a totally different person. But. I don't even know what else he does or has done, but in my head, he's just a terrible person because his character is so bad. <laughs> it's so hard for me to see past that kind of thing. Yeah, his his character sucks. He's just a dick. He's mean. Jack saves Rose's life. Stops her from committing suicide because of how terrible he is, and he's still just like, you little shit. Yeah, he's you know? the worst. Because he's like, you're from a different society than me because I'm rich and you're poor. <laughs> Peasant. What about the other cast? Do you have thoughts on anybody else? Oh, it was cool to see the the actor who played the ca- the captain, Bernard Hill. He's Theoden in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Theoden in Lord of the Rings. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he, uh, that was just like, he came on screen for the first time and I was like, that guy looks familiar. Had to finally go hit up the IMDb, but that was fun to see. And then two, the crewman, the actor who plays the crewman who saves Rose at the very end, Eoan Griffith, he saves her. From the from the after she's like Jack, there's not enough room on this door. Go oh, away. like at the very very yeah, end. Okay, after well, yeah, being saved from the water. Uh-huh. Uh, she he pulls her into a lifeboat. Uh, she, he is a young Griffith who would later go on to play Mister Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movie, Lancelot in the in Anton Fuqua's King Arthur movie, and then William Wilberforce too in another in another film that we watched a lot. So I'd seen him in quite a few things. So then to see him is like oh, v- our again, favorite thing. Very small role, very early in his career, and I was like oh man, that's cool. We love seeing people we know. Yeah. I also remember seeing Victor Garber in um, Annie. Mm, yeah. Which I feel like had to be after this, but I could be wrong. It had to have been. He plays Daddy Warbucks in Annie. And um, I, I loved that movie and I loved him in that. And he just seems like a nice guy. I he don't does. know. <laughs> like, he just seems pleasant in everything. You and know? now I don't really feel like we see him in a ton. Wasn't he just in... Shit's Creek. Oh, am I wrong? Do we see him all the time and I'm just not remembering? I, well, I know he was in Argo. 
And then we, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in the last season of Shit's Creek, but he just has like these smaller. Wait, roles. who was he in Shit's Creek? He was uh, Moira's co-star in her re- in her soap opera. Oh, the one who tries to screw her over. Yeah, I forgot about that. So okay, so he's not pleasant in that show. <laughs> that one character, he's not pleasant. <laughs> That's why one, I don't remember it. I blocked it out of my mind. But he's a really good character in this one because he's the the ship's builder, Thomas Andrews, and he, you know, you see him go through this. I've done this monumental. I've made this monumental thing. Yeah, and then to suddenly realize it when it's crumbling beneath him. And just like his, you can tell it, he's struggling a lot with it. Well, yeah, he's just like, I just killed all these people. Like, so I didn't do this right. And all these people are going to die now. You know, and it's just like a very powerful thing to see. I feel like I want to talk about Bill Paxton. I know he doesn't have a huge part. You know, he's the guy at the beginning and the end who, I guess you probably see that storyline in the middle somewhere too, right? I think the they people on the real it. ship. Yeah, yeah. Who are diving down to find out its history. They're looking for the diamond that's lost somewhere in the ocean. They think that this, you know, the huge hope diamond sunk with the ship Mm -hmm. and you know at the end spoiler alert we find out that rose has actually kept it all these years and she throws it back into the ocean so bill paxton's going down to look for it but can we just talk about bill paxton i love bill paxton sure i remember seeing twister in the movie theater in amarillo texas when i was a kid when it came out and we left the theater and the sky was dark like a storm was about to happen and it was really freaky but i remember thinking he was such a heartthrob i mean and we've watched twister now as adults and he's still very much a heartthrob mm. i love bill paxton i'm here for him all day i wish he was in it more but i didn't remember that he's like a cool hip guy he has like an earring in titanic and stuff which i thought was funny he he's just a submarine guy <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> um but i think he might have been the first older guy i was attracted to really yeah, you know, I thought that that was Jeff Bridges. I was about to say. When I first saw Big Lebowski, probably in high schoolish. Yeah. I don't remember. But no, I actually think it was Bill Paxton. I still have a huge crush on Bill Paxton. Did you know he's from Texas? I did know that. He was raised in Fort Worth. Here's a random little fun fact. He was actually at the Kennedy speech the morning before he flew to Dallas and was assassinated. Oh, wow. There's this famous picture of him on his dad's shoulders, like in the crowd listening to Kennedy talk. He was a baby. He was really little. Not a baby, but toddler. Yeah. Kid. I don't know. Anyway, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. I know. I still remember the day that I shared the news with you that he had died, not realizing that I loved him. That you loved him that much. I was kind of like offhandedly was like, oh man, Bill Paxton died. And you... (laughs) I probably had some huge reaction. Oh, uh, it was. I sad. love Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah. And then Big Love. I yeah. really liked Big Love. I didn't watch it when it was on. I watched it just a handful of years ago, but that was a great show. Anyway, enough about Bill Paxton, though. I could talk about him all day. Save it for it. We'll save it for a movie that <laughs> he's the main star. <laughs> Maybe we should do Twister. Well, I guess we've already one. seen it, eh, but we've already broken the format once here. That's true. We can probably do it again. So what about the soundtrack? Did it live up to the hype for you? I mean, yeah, it was good. Again, it's super fun to experience those songs that I'd heard in bits and pieces and see, to see them in their context, like, a, you know, and to hear that score. It's super good score. Um, once I got over my initial hang up about the choir, but, you know, still, <laughs> wait, still did, great. Did so did you know that going in or did you find out that a long time ago? I, I, I found that out a said. long time ago. Okay. The one time I like I finally like sat down and listened to the soundtrack. I was like, what's going on here? I had like <laughs> built it up too, too much in my head or, or had the wrong impression of what it was. But I was like, oh, wow. Not saying it's bad. It's still right. fantastic. But it, I was just like, I thought that was a real choir. Uh, but so that was great. But then I definitely get even though I'd heard the song a billion times already. I understand now in the context of the film too why like my heart will go on is such like a big 
deal right because it, it is just a pop like, culture phenomenon yeah when it's like going, going on and playing it's just like it's soul crushing and <laughs> but also comforting and everything because of the sadness of the moment and all that but i'm gonna go ahead and say an unpopular opinion which is that i don't like my heart will go on i think there's many other celine dion songs that are far superior to it okay like it's all coming back to me it's just so much more epic yeah I get that my heart will go on as the big note, the and whatever. Eh, it's so boring. Ballad. I feel like I'd much rather listen to that or because you loved me or her cover of all by myself. Have you heard her cover of all by myself? Yeah. Oh, well, I've heard that one. It's great. I love it. And then the song she did for Deadpool too is hilarious. Also. She did a song for Deadpool. Yeah. Oh wait, this sounds familiar. I feel like you made me listen to this. Cause like, or with like show the video. Cause she's like singing like Deadpool's like dancing around on the stage behind yeah, her and stuff familiar. like that. It's really funny, but that also a very funny. good song. She seems like somebody who doesn't really take herself too seriously. She knows That's she's fun. got a voice of gold. She doesn't need to <laughs> brag about it. You know, she just needs to show up, do her work, do it fantastically and then leave. What are some of your other thoughts? What else did you like about it? Oh, let's see. I, again, like I really think the CGI held up really well. I yeah, was kind of, it was for, pretty good for 97. I was kind of like, I'm expecting to see some like wide shots of the Titanic that look like, oh man, that's definitely a fake boat. Or even in the in the disaster scenes, like something there just being just not looking quite right, you know. It, but still, the CGI was great. I never thought the boat looked fake. I, the, the disaster parts, the crash in the sink looked fantastic too. Wait, I don't think any part of the boat boat is fake. I mean, like big aerial shots of it. Oh, stuff oh, like okay. when they're you know. Uh, I mean, I, the, true, they might have used a model and miniatures and stuff like that, too. But, like, still, there was... I know they had to supplement at parts with CGI. Okay. But... And it just never stood out to me when it does. So that was really... I thought was really, really well done. I obviously love any of the stuff with Bill Paxton. He's my favorite part. Um, a couple other things that I remember specifically and then them holding up pretty well is... I distinctly remember when she has to go down and save Jack when he's handcuffed to something... And he tells her to hit the handcuffs with the axe and makes her do a practice and try to hit the same spot. And she's like wildly off. I always thought that was so funny. And how terrifying to know that she has terrible aim and she's about to definitely cut off both your hands. (laughs) But then, of course, she hits it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has been... He got in trouble. Uh, I think Cal, Cal did something. Billy Zane is setting him up and uh, like puts up somebody's pocket watch in his pocket. No, the... the the diamond? It's the actual diamond. He oh, tries to like, frame is. him with that. That's right. Yeah. To make and, the somebody, you know, who's in charge think that he stole it or whatever. Right. Because, he, you know, he's he's got to put Jack down at every moment. Because he's terrible. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole movie is at the very end when Rose, as, you know, in current time, goes to the edge of the ship and, and throws the actual diamond into the ocean because she thinks that's where it should be. Um, she makes this really funny sound when she throws it. <laughs> kind of like a, whoop. And just kind of drops it into the water. I can hear it exactly in my brain. And I've been able to hear it all these years. I don't remember it because we just watched it. I have remembered that moment all these years for some reason. It, I, I just feel like they didn't do it right. That's not the reaction she would really be having. She wouldn't be, I don't know. It almost makes it comical. It was super funny. It yeah. is comical. What, but what do you think about the sentiment of returning the gym to the sea? Whatever. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I was going like, to ask because you didn't like Tom Cruise throwing Goose's dog th- tags into the sea either. So no, his like, family <laughs> probably wants those. Yeah. I feel like her granddaughter would probably rather have it so she can sell it and I don't know, you know, live an easy life. <laughs> it is a little silly to throw it into the ocean. 
Not that anybody would wear it. It's so gaudy. Yeah. Anyway, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. What else did I like about this? I mean, it's again, I thought the the sinking and the in the slow the tension built around, oh, we just hit an iceberg, no big deal. Like we're gonna be fine. To the to then everyone slowly realizing, nope, we're not we're all fine. Die. And this is gonna go and this is when this is going very terribly, very quickly. You wanna know something else I read about that? That's it, about the real Titanic? Yeah. If they had hit the iceberg head on, the ship would have been damaged, but they still would have arrived in they still would have arrived in New York, no problem, just like a day or two late. It wouldn't have sunk the ship. It would just slowed it because down. Because it yeah, but because it hit the side and ripped so much off, that's what sank it. Dang. It's just like bad luck. Yeah. Well, I mean, and too, just like not being able, it was like bad conditions. I think they they even talk about in the movie they were going faster because they like had to like, again, it's the maiden voyage of this huge new line of of cruiser ship. It's an unsinkable and, ship. Yeah. And so like they got to, they got to make it to New York in record time. They got to do all these things. And so, you know, I think it was just a, a collection of, of errors that led to it, but still, yeah, it's crazy how just a minor, what you would think would even be the worst of hitting it head on. I know. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Head on sounds so much worse, mm-hmm. but it's, so I feel like they built up that tension and then like, you know, us now being fam- very familiar with the events, we knew like obviously the ship the ship is doomed. But still, ha- they built up that very well. Where like seeing all the various characters, the higher ups, the captain, even being like, "Oh no!" Like this is right. This it's is about pretty to be sad. Bad. Yeah, it's it's very sad. And then too, it's how well they intersperse that with Jack and Rose's story of them trying, you know, Jack trying to get Rose away from Cal, trying to hide from Cal. This one, Cal is like trying to like pretty much kill Jack because he realizes that Rose is falling for him and not Cal realized that Rose is falling for Jack, not right. him. And so, which I, I also just love that Cal has a hit that like right hand man, Butler thug dude. He's the one who slips the diamond into Jack's pocket, right? Right. I just love how like back then all everybody had like their Butler but that was also their butler was like some it's it's like Batman and, and Alfred. Al, <laughs> granted, they're good. Those are good people. We're supposed so to Cal like is Batman. No, <laughs> I'm saying that like how Alfred has this like Pat. He's this butler, but like he could kill you if he wanted to because he's got like combat training. Like everybody had these like butlers <laughs> that were that way. <laughs> and I just like I just like that trope. Uh, so yeah, um, but again, like yeah, I thought the the story between Jack and Rose was really well done. The Paint me like one of your French girls scene definitely <laughs> lived up to the hype. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask is if the nudie scene lived up to the hype. Oh, yeah. It did? Yeah. Of course it did. Of course it did. Of course it did. I'm not and surprised. So, that was good. I didn't know about the scene in the in the boiler room either where they jump into the car, but you know, that was Oh, the sex scene with yeah, the hand on the window. That was good. That was good. I understand <laughs> why that was iconic as well. But yeah, I think just how well done the story was told, the, having the CGI in the in the in the disaster part of the and the sinking of the ship and how well that was done. It just was engaging from start to finish. It and really I just was. really like, I'm trying to think of things I didn't like about it. I don't really know if there was anything I didn't like about it. I can't even complain about the runtime. It felt appropriate. It really did. It didn't feel long at all. Pearl Harbor felt like the longest movie on earth. This didn't feel very long. No, it's kind of like you finish it. And we're like, that was, that was three hours. <laughs> oh, all right. Because yeah, it's just, it's just, it's the, it's just the sign of a, of a well-done movie versus a not-so-well-done movie. There, there are things that I don't like, but not because the movie is bad, but mm-hmm. because of the, like, the actual story. Like when Rose goes down to save Jack and the halls 
like the lights go out and the the water starts coming oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really tight. That makes me feel physically claustrophobic, and oh, I don't like watching that. I mean, that's it's not about the story. I mean, it's not about the movie. It's about what actually happened. It makes me so uncomfortable. Well, no, I mean, you just watch this movie, and that's what I felt like when it got to the part when it was sinking. You see those scenes and all the like the engineers dying in the boiler room because that filled up and they just drown and can't get out. And the old couple who chooses to go back to their room and just go to bed, or the mom putting her kids to bed knowing that they're all going to drown and die. Ooh, and then the, or, or then the the band. You know, oh yeah, the band the top, choosing you know, to play. Yeah, to keep playing and everything. It's just. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just soup. It's just horrifying to watch and just no. And it's and it's one thing and it's like oh, if this was a you know a fictional story whatever or about something else you'd be like, like for, I, I know I've seen watched the Poseidon Adventure which is you know which is about a a big cruise ship that sinks in more current time, and but a fictional story, and you watch that and you're like oh whoa that's creepy that's crazy but like not, that's whoa but like having it knowing it was a real historical context and real and actual people like legit died this way is and just that a like, lot of those little pieces were real right because who was you looked up the couple the, the old couple was supposed to be the couple who owns macy's in new york the original oh, macy's yeah, yeah, yeah. they they were actually on the ship and where she was given the option to go down into a lifeboat and decided that she you know she didn't want to if her husband couldn't so they decided to die together mm-hmm. so those in an you know normally in a movie like this it's True, but they kind of make stuff, and I'm sure there is stuff in it that they made up that wasn't, well, yeah. didn't really actually happen on the ship. But it seems like James Cameron did the research to learn what a lot of the real people went through on the ship and tried to portray that, at least to some extent, in the movie. So knowing that a lot of that stuff really happened to people and that's really how they died. Yeah, it's that, and, and then too, I'm just sitting there watching it going like, A, don't want to go on a cruise ship ever. But oh, B, I'm never getting like, on a boat. <laughs> because I was like, what do you do? Like, I know like they're trying to, and in this case too, like they, they were well under the number of lifeboats that they should have had. And so that's what caused, you know, a lot of the unnecessary deaths on it as well. And then you had people like Cal sneaking in onto the lifeboats at the very yeah, end. Screw that guy. You know, he, he sucks. Yeah. Screw you, Billy Zane. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's, you got stuff like that happening, but it's just like, what if you're in that situation? Like, there's like, nothing you can do. What do you do? Like know. you try to stay to where they tell you to, but then the ship starts breaking in half and the top of it goes <laughs> in the front of it goes way up in the air. And then you're like, well, plants thrown out the window. Cause shit has literally hit the fan. And it's just like, what do you, what do you do at that point? Is, like, is people, it safe to hang on to the, to the boat? Do you then jump into the water? It's just like, I can't imagine what, and swim as fast as you can. So you get far enough away. So it doesn't take you down. But when then it goes realize under? that if you swim far enough away and you don't have anything to float to, you're just delaying the inevitable. <laughs> it's just like, what? It, you and know, you know, a shark could eat you. God, why? I was trying to get around the sharks, not even bring them into this equation, but yeah, there they are too. I know people go on cruises and that's a very safe thing now, but I will, never yeah. i know people say never say never but i will never about, go on a cruise i am not getting on a big boat ever and i even love the ocean love the water not freaked out by it at all i'm not freaked out by being in the middle of nowhere not being able to see land none of that freaks me out it's the boat that freaks me out mm-hmm. i don't mind going out into the middle of nowhere on a little rickety boat we can control but i'm not getting on a cruise ship <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not fighting <laughs> you on this at all i'm 100 behind this with you but yeah i just think that was just I don't know. It's just so terrifying. And it's just like hard to imagine. And again, this is why, see, this is kind of why, how I, the points I was bringing up with Pearl Harbor about watching about 
why I don't mind watching the war scenes and everything. Cause like it gives me a sense of what actually happened and how, you know, so that way you don't take those experiences of the people who went through it for granted and right. stuff like that. And so this is kind of the same thing. It's okay, just like, that actually makes a lot of sense. I get it. Yeah. It's just like, but war is different. This was an accident mm-hmm. in Pearl Harbor and at the real Pearl Harbor and in war, people are killing other people on purpose. Right. And a lot of times, I'm going to go ahead and say not a good purpose. Well, no, I agree. Not no, necessarily not all the time reasoning. justified for everything, but still it's, it's, I don't like people killing people. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, that's, but that is kind of the mindset of why I'm like, okay, that's why I like watching those. That's why I like watching right. things like this. Cause it does. It. It's like, I can read about it. Sure. But I'm also a visual learner. Right. And so I, it's one of those things where I need to, seeing it helps me understand the gravitas of the situation. Right. And well, so, I mean, and it's obviously more entertaining to watch a movie anyway. Right. And so I just think that was, you know, it's, it's, I think it's just, that's what makes it so good. Just be like, Oh man. And I feel like even though, yes, I don't know, again, trying to draw back to Pearl Harbor. I know Jack and Rose are fictional characters, but just their story built around this true event resonated so much better. I feel like than Ben Affleck, Kate Winslet in a uh, Kate, sorry, Kate Beckinsale and, uh, <laughs> Josh Hartnett in Pearl Harbor. I don't know. It just, it was just everything about it is just well, packaged the dialogue so was written a lot better. It the, seems more nobody's real. Nobody's taking anybody's wangs away. Nobody. <laughs> it's not a, Oh, I guess it is actually a love triangle, but not really. Cause Kate Winslet and Cal don't love each other. No, they, they immediately cut Cal out of the equation. Yeah. That guy sucks. But you know what? Then, I, uh, you know, and then of course I got to say, I know it's a truly, really, really sad part of the movie when Jack finally does pat- die and like Rose has to let him go and all and that he stuff sinks. and he sinks, but that was creepy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like him just like, like where's eyes his open? eyes are open. Are yeah, they? Okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're and, open. And just like slowly descending into the depths. No, thank you. I don't need a <laughs> reminder of that. Food. Yeah, no, thanks. And so that was, I, I'm sorry, that shot. I know it's supposed to be this sad moment, but I, I was like, it just gave me out. the willies. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I do love that in recent years, this little diagram has been created by people all over the internet that shows that there was enough room on the, the whatever she's floating on, a door or door a big piece of wood or something. Yeah, I know. There was plenty of room for Jack to get on it. Which I think is funny that, but maybe him trying to get on it would have dumped Rose out. You know, it's we don't uh, know. Seems like a. I wonder if James Cameron regrets that decision. Maybe he should have made the thing she was floating on a little smaller. I don't know. <laughs> but then, if that wouldn't have happened and Jack would have lived, then you wouldn't have got my heart will go on it's because true. she had to live without Jack. I guess. Let's do who's hotter. You know, our favorite segment. Yes, it really is our favorite segment. We talk about this a lot in real life. Okay, are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. Hit me with it. I have two. Okay. So, you know, there's all these different Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio's in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, he's played so many characters. He's really easily recognizable as these characters Mm because they're always so different. There's real life Leo who always lets himself go between movies and gets fat and grows a beard and is like a totally different person, which I can totally get on board with. I don't blame him at all. So let's do, and this isn't about the character. This is about what he looks like. Okay. Let's do Leo in Titanic versus Leo in Great Gatsby. Ooh. Okay. You can't have too long. Are you I, ready? Oh, uh, uh, because it's like it's like young Don't Leo. Don't debate. Uh, I don't need to okay. know what you're thinking. Okay. Okay. Hold on. 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 <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So on three, say the movie. Okay. One, two, three. Great, Great Gatsby. Gatsby. <gasps> Look at us. <laughs> I mean, not denying. I'm not sure what it looks is. Great in this movie. Sure. He's but, younger. His hair in Great Gatsby is better. Yeah. He's always in a suit. I will, well, I don't know about his hair. I will say uh, maybe his hair in Titanic versus Great Gatsby is uh, Titanic hair is better. It's that like floppy. Oh my God, really? It's like in his face. I don't know. What it's are you, like, a I 90s get, child? I get the roguish bad boy look that he's going for in <laughs> Titanic. But I do have to agree. I think I think it's like, like look, look at all the look. It's like no, in his face. Great no? Gatsby's better. Okay. 
You have to pick one. Which team are you on? Titanic or Gatsby? Okay. Gatsby. I'm, okay. I'm still saying I'm, I'm behind. I'm well, on, then try, I'm on board with Gatsby. Stop trying to justify Titanic. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. But Gatsby. Gatsby. I'm on board with Gatsby. Okay. I have another. All right. Are you ready for the next yes. one? Yes. It's going to be a, maybe a little harder for you. Okay. Although probably not. All right. I feel like I know your answer. On three. You have a couple of seconds to decide and then we're going to do it on three. Got it. Who's hotter? Kate Winslet? Kate Beckinsale? Okay. I got it. One, two, three. Kate, Kate Winslet. Beckinsale. Oh, that's oh. the first time we've disagreed. Sad I get times. it. I think I just like Kate Winslet. I like more. Kate Winslet too. I just like she's very beautiful, but I don't know. Kate, I only know Kate, Kate Beckinsale. I've seen Kate Beckinsale in more. I oh, will see, say that I've seen Kate Winslet in more. See, that's a problem. That's probably the determining factor right there. Well, and as I just learned, Kate Beckinsale is. I I always knew you liked her, but I didn't know she was like very high on your list. And apparently, she is in those underworld movies. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What does she look like in those? I don't know, but that doesn't. You it. don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do know she's wearing like tight leather all the time. Of course, <laughs> like, that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, but Kate Winslet's naked in this. Yeah, Have you ever points. seen Kate Beckinsale naked? Is she naked in anything? I don't know. I don't think so, actually. Interesting. Wait, does she have like weird colored eyes in Underworld? She's a vampire. Oh, my God. Get over yourself. I didn't know she was a vampire. This is the worst decision you've ever made. No. Nope, I stand by it. You're going to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we finally got one where we disagreed. That's fun. Would you be surprised at all if I told you that Titanic had an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes? Nope. Totally yeah. deserved. Honestly, not surprised. as high as Spider-Man. That's... I thought, though, it, I was expecting a 90s. Not like, I mean, 89, basically a 90. But right. still, uh, I was expected a little closer to 100% than that. But uh, being that, uh, that close, though, nah, yeah, yeah. not surprised by that at all. And would you watch it again? Yeah, as soon as I can find three <laughs> hours and 14 minutes that I feel like watching a movie. But yeah, I'd watch it again for sure. I was going to say, uh, as much as I liked it, I'm never watching it again. It's three hours. Okay, I'll watch it without you. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just call you in for the good parts. <laughs> He's about to paint her! <laughs> They're in the car! The old lady's about to make the funny noise which drops the diamond into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Bill Paxton's on! <laughs> really, that's the only part I want to see is Bill Paxton. Jarrett is now finally, finally, finally caught up on the culture that is Titanic. Yay. Woo! Do you like Titanic? Have you watched Titanic since it came out? Have you watched it all in one sitting? Who do you think is hotter? Kate Beckinsale or Kate Winslet? Let us know all these things. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Catch Up Culture. And don't forget, if you leave us a nice little review, actually, it can be a bad review. I don't care. Just leave us a review, any kind of review. And then DM us told us know that you left the review That's so we true. know who the person is. Leave us an honest review, and I, with my um, craft basket, will make you something and send it to you as fun mail. Ooh. Thank you for listening, and come back next week for another Culture Catch-Up Cinematic Adventure. <laughs>